Hi, welcome to Haven. This is a podcast that's a safe space for curiosity and conversation. I'm your host, Haven, and today I'm curious about taking up space. Let's talk about taking up space. So how can you own a room, any room that you walk into? And how do we access confidence? And what does it even look like? I think we've all been told things like, oh, be more confident. And you're like, great, yeah, that's solved. I'm totally there now. That feels condescending. So what does it really look like to authentically authentically be yourself and to choose to take up space? So today, I have a very special guest. This is my friend, Angel. Hello. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. We met through church because I handed my child off to her in the child care, and then I poached her to come and be my nanny. Yes. <laughs> I, most of my guests so far have been my nannies because these are people I see so frequently in my home, and we talk like this all the time. So I'm glad that you're here, Angel. So this is actually crazy because this is a topic of our conversation today, but my first impression of Haven, I will literally never forget. So I was in Mosaic Kids. I was serving for one of the first times. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, the name of our church. Yeah, by the way. Um, I met so many people. I met so many attractive people, so many <laughs> famous people. We live in LA. <laughs> and so it's like, it's kind of the running joke. Like someone I heard on a different podcast, they're like, oh, like, are you religious? And they're like, no, no, definitely not. I mean, I go to Mosaic for the networking. (laughs) Oh, my God. People with outside of like faith backgrounds come because it's a welcoming, safe space. And also it's L.A. So like the hottest people of their cities just all populate here in this little dense radius. So you met a lot of people that day. I met so many people. And guess what? What? Haven was the only girl well, anybody that I remembered that day from that day. Okay. Because there was this essence about her that was so just crazy confident and awesome so when haven was walking towards me i literally remember having the thought i was like who the heck is she i really (laughs) like her i like really like her and i was like Mm -hmm. trying to act cool and she was like walking in with her six-month-old baby and i was like i wonder how she does that i wonder how she does that she completely owned that room and ever since well, I want to talk about Echo. Can I yes. talk about Okay, so Echo? Echo's the name of my son. She's You actually primarily only watch him because Isley's in school, my daughter, most of the week. Mm-hmm. So I have you, we call our uh, child care situation child care roulette because it's like a different person every day switching it out. But you are Mondays with Echo. Mondays That's like the standing Echo. time and you have done that for over a year. Yeah. Yeah. And Echo was the first baby that I have ever held in my entire life. So when Haven was walking wow. towards me, I was thinking all these kind things about her. <laughs> but I was also kind of freaking out because I was like, oh, my gosh, how do I hold this six month old blob of a baby? I'm so glad I, like, I didn't don't know, that know at what the to time. do. <laughs> so like, I don't know I'm what to like, do. I don't know what to do. Here's your first practice. <laughs> and then but like the moment that I held Echo, it's like something in my soul changed because mm. when you feel like a baby, like surrender to you like that mm-hmm. and like lay on your shoulder, it's just like I don't care how hard you are as a person. It will make you so weak. Yeah. And ever since then, he like changed me more than anybody oh, <laughs> like so human tender. I know yeah 
Like, I love that. He made me so much more loving and gentle and kind. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, he's a year and a half. I'm yeah. like, what an impact one to already old. have one on year old. someone. Yeah. That he's already had. I love that. I love that it's a part of his story. Like, to me, I'm thinking, what are the things I want to speak over him and his life? Mm-hmm. And I want to be like, you just being yourself helped someone. Like, you just being who you yes. are, which I think is so beautiful. Because yes. that's kind of even the arc of what we're talking about today is yeah. like, be yourself. What does that look like? Confidence is not always the loudest person in the room. It's really not. No. Sometimes it's actually, that's more of a sign of insecurity. Yes. Is being so, so loud. People think that you have to be like flashy and like the coolest person in the room. Like everybody has to be looking at you to be confident. Mm -hmm. And actually, I heard this once and it changed the way that I like walk into rooms. It's not about being the loudest, funniest, crazy person mm-hmm. it's about being the most comfortable mm, and it's, it's so simple yeah. yeah it's so simple once you just put it like that like okay so how do I become more comfortable in the room especially for people who are like shy and insecure they're mm-hmm. like socially anxious mm-hmm. and we'll get into that more later when you're talking about like the thinking oh I have to be received this you've just given away the power of your confidence yes like that's conditional confidence yes that's if this then I will be confident. Yes. If this external factor happens, then I will. Like yes. in school, if I get an A, then I'm confident. Yeah. If I get a C, I don't like myself. Yeah. That's conditional. Uh-huh. All those different factors of whether they like me, whether I come across this way, or even like there's different areas where we place our confidence mm-hmm. that then can fail. So mm-hmm. I think it's how do we reclaim our internal power? Mm-hmm. our internal confidence and not put it in these external places. Like what we were talking about, about like misconceptions about confidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like people always ask this same question and it kind of annoys me. Okay, which And is? they're like, how can I get confidence? How can I get yep. more of it? How do I seek this out? Where do I find like confidence? Like external to be had. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I used to ask the same thing, yep. didn't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think the more appropriate question is how do I become a more confident person Mm -hmm. it's about becoming the person who would be confident and then it will flow out of you and you don't have to constantly chase it down yeah to me I think confidence is actually an identity question yes that's actually what it is like yes that's the true base of it is identity so even for me though like you say that like I asked myself years ago what's my identity and the reason I prompted that is someone introduced me um And it's someone I love dearly. There was no harm here when she was like, oh, yeah, like this is so and so like she's married to Aaron, blah, blah, blah. And I paused her because she was my friend. And I said, hey, being a wife is never my first identifier. I was like, I have so much more. I was like, that's one of the things, Mm -hmm. probably a top five thing. I was like, but it's not like the first thing I would use to identify myself is who I'm in relation to, Mm -hmm. like who I am as my husband. So I asked myself. Who am I? And the the answer that I came to, it's it's probably different for everyone. But for me, I was like, who am I? I'm a child of God. Oh, yeah. No, like, oh, truly. Yeah. Like, not to, like, over-spiritualize anything. Like, that, to me, is my true identity. I didn't want to put my identity in things I do. I didn't want to put my identity in who I'm in um, relationship with. Any of those categories. I'm like, who am I that no one can ever take away from me? Mm-hmm. Nothing can be taken away. And if you um, enter a room of... I'm a child of God. He deeply loves me. He created me for a reason and for a purpose. Nothing can touch you. Like after that, like nothing can because it's so rooted in something that is such a deep part of me. And no matter what room I walk into, 
that doesn't, that remains, that stays the same. And everyone's answer, like whether, I don't think a lot of my um, listeners are even faith-based. So it's going to be different depending on where it is, but it's mainly like authentically, what is that um, piece of yourself that no one will take away? Mm-hmm. That is not from an external thing. It's not from what you do or who you are in relationship with, or even that like topical thing of life, but who are you? And that's how I, um, I try and go in anywhere that place. It's into my gym, it's into my church, it's into my work, it's into my marriage, it's into my family. Like, that's my identity. That's the core. I feel like at my core, I have a steel rod. Everything else can be taken away. God forbid, I hope none of those aspects are. Mm -hmm. But anything else can be taken away. And if that were to happen, I would not have an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Because at my core is the steel rod of I'm loved by God. Mm -hmm. He loves me. I am his child. I, he delights in me. That nothing in this world can touch that. That's so beautiful. It's so, and it's nothing about what I do to earn that. It's nothing about, um, anything I could do. He, he did that. He loved me before I ever loved him. Mm -hmm. And that I think is, is also just a core identity Um, I want to operate out of. If I've received love, I've received grace. And since I have, now I know how to give it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't from anything that I sought out for myself. And I know like to somebody who's not like a believer, Mm -hmm. the child of God thing can be really freaky. Like that sounds sounds strange. (laughs) It sounds like That sounds strange. I admit it. Like child of God, if I like didn't know anything, I'd be like, okay, go, go Haven, I guess. Um, Yeah. Having an identifier like that is so important especially one that doesn't waver Mm -hmm. because like on a practical psychological basis Mm -hmm. we're wired to care yep you can't just not care Mm -hmm. you like people say just don't care just don't give an f like you can't do that no because in order to survive Mm -hmm. our brains are wired to survive Mm -hmm. and you have to care Mm -hmm. in order to survive yeah so it's not a matter of caring or not caring it's Mm -hmm. more about whose opinion do I really care about Mm -hmm. and who and what you care about will set you up for a life of insecurity or security. So it's a huge decision to make about who you're basing yourself, um, like your identity in really. And a lot of people do the same thing. They like turn inwards and they're like, how can I pull security out of me? Like, where Mm -hmm. is it? How do I find this within myself? Mm -hmm. And you're really only as secure as what you're secured to. So if you're secured to something that's really wavering mm-hmm. and really inconsistent, you are going to be a very wavering and inconsistent person. Mm-hmm. So that child of God thing, you don't have to have that identifier. But that personally helped me too because I used to be super insecure. But once I changed my identifier to Havens, I became a lot more secure. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, then what prompted you to change that? Like what, what brought that up for you yeah. to, I like, I'm going to adjust my confidence based on who I'm attached to. What, what, what were you attached to? Yeah. I was just like, I constantly thought of what people were thinking of me. And I was like, I will never know what these people are thinking of me. And then I asked myself, I was like, why do I care about what this person thinks of me? What are they giving me? Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is really helpful for confidence too. Because when you get like really granular with things 
and you really question yourself, you'll walk into a room, like do this mentally, like you walk into a room and take it really granular and say, this person, I'm thinking about this person. Do I really care that much about what they think of me? And answer is probably going to be no, they're not giving me much. Mm -hmm. So do that Mm -hmm. with every person in the room Mm -hmm. and you're going to get to the end of that room and you're going to be like, oh, I really don't care what anybody thinks of me. Yeah. So I have freedom to be myself. I heard someone, a practical tip of like, if you were to say, if I was so confident, what would I do and write a list? Mm -hmm. Great. That's your list. Like go do those things. Yeah. Like why not? Sometimes you have to um, act first. Yeah. And then the thoughts follow. Yeah. Like you have to act your way into your thinking Mm -hmm. and not think your way into your acting. Like lead with that. But (laughs) makes me think of, okay, who are you as like a baseline? And what does that look like to be yourself? And I have a funny kind of embarrassing story from high school this is my favorite haven story she has so many <laughs> funny stories but this is like yeah when I we were going to the episode i was like i think i want to share this one you're like you must okay so in high school i went to like a like a smaller kind of like private school and um i realized i was like okay i was like class president i think i was pretty like popular but i have to book in that with i had a rolling backpack Bro, a rolling backpack. Rolling backpack, because I thought, why am I going to hurt? It was like side bags are so cool, and I got one. I was like, this hurts my shoulder. What seems most effective? A roller one. And so so I think it was mixed with like maybe – Maybe in my head, I really wasn't popular. I just didn't care. But I think I was because I was invited to an upperclassman Halloween party, and I was like in ninth ninth grade. Mm -hmm. So I'd never done one of those before. And so I went, and – all of the girls, like, it was almost like the Mean Girls, like, movie. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that happened to me. Um, it was, like, Sexy Minnie Mouse. and Sexy Minnie sexy, Mouse. Sexy, um, gosh, that girl from the Flintstones, whichever one. But, like, they were, and I truly, authentically was like, wow, like, you guys look great. And then in my head, I was like, it's kind of cold, but, you know, go for it. Like, that was my thought, like, of, wow, interesting. I showed up. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay, I'll go for hippie. So I wore oh a tie-dye shirt. Corduroy, corduroy pants. I had like John Lennon glasses and I made a homemade sign and I had like a bandana on my head and it said, make love, not war. And then in parentheses, I wrote, but only if you're married, but only if you're married. <laughs> I was like, I can't promote this even though I'm in character. Oh and I was like, I didn't get the humor in it. Everyone was like, wow, what a great, like, that's so funny. And I was like, yeah, oh my it's God. funny. She felt so convicted. She wrote it on her side, but not if. I was like, I can't promote this. It was like, I was pretty sheltered growing up. But it was like, that was me. And only when I looked back as an adult, I was like, oh, you should have been embarrassed. Like, that was crazy. But no, I wasn't because I genuinely was like, go for you, sexy Minnie Mouse. Go for me, hippie who's going to promote, you know, who he's not going to be able to have a sign that just says make love, not war, because I'm 13. And I really can't hold the sign that says that. Like, truly. But I'm like, okay. That's being yourself. It is. That is truly being yourself. And I think it's a it it's being yourself and not judging others for who they are too. This reminds me of a school story yes. that I had at my old college. Mm-hmm. And I just I have this theory mm-hmm. that the most endearing people are the people who can literally show up uh-huh. and fully be themselves like yeah. in a weird way mm-hmm. like how you can't help but love them because yeah. they're just showing up yeah. as them and you're like it's weird at first, but then you're like, oh, at least they're being I kind of like you. Yeah. You don't look like every other person. That's uh-huh. so boring. Uh-huh. Okay. So at my old college, 
I remember like first showing up there and there was this girl and she would wear this like huge, heavy, like dark brown. What's it called? Like cape? Harry Potter cape. Went oh, to the robe. went like to the floor. Robe? Wizard robe. It like went to the floor. And I was like, maybe she's just like trying a new thing or like yeah. this confidence method. Work some style, I, girl. I have no clue what she was doing. But every single day I would see her. She was wearing this cape. And it got to a point where I was like, I kind of love her. Just a Harry <laughs> Potter cape girl. At least you don't look like everybody else here. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So should talk to her. You're talking about the goal of like going in of like, am I liked? So it's hard to just, if you focus on, oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. That still has power. So what should we direct them to? Of like, what is a goal if you walk in a room? To me, I think it's kind of the tagline of the show is, who can I get to know? Mm. Like, who can I get to know better? Um, Who can I be curious about? Everyone I've ever met in the world knows something I don't about something Mm -hmm. or has an experience I haven't had. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you also take the lens off of yourself and put it on other people, that also can help of I'm not going to show up in a room and be like, what do they think of me? I'm going to be like, hey, tell me about you. Tell me more about you. Ask some follow-up questions. And that can help if you're just like, I don't, it's too hard to pivot to go from trying to stop caring about what other thi- people think. Yeah. That seems practical to me. And this reminds me of something else that somebody told me once, and they're like, don't be a here I am person. Like, hey, I'm here. Glorify me. Uh-huh. I'm so awesome. How do I convince you that I'm awesome and to look at me? Mm-hmm. Don't be a here I am person. Be a there you are person. So say, oh my gosh, there you are. Hi, how are you? Tell me about yourself. And it's so easy to have conversations because I – used to be so afraid of people but then I realized that all I have to do is be interested rather than interesting and then I turned into a complete people person and I gained so much confidence because I can walk into any room Mm -hmm. and it takes off so much pressure Mm -hmm. to just be like how can I serve the room how can I make somebody who feels like really insecure Mm -hmm. and really unseen feel seen Wow. And then it gives you a mission in life. And also you never feel uncomfortable because you're like, I'm doing something good here. Yeah. And I'm helping people out. And being a there you are person. There you Instead are. Instead of a here I am person, be a there you are person. And nobody likes a here I am person. Like people love to talk about themselves. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't matter what you say that's so impressive. Like most people don't care. They care about themselves. Or they do like it and they are impressed, but there's no takeaways from that. Yeah. It's just something yeah. glittery to look at. Yeah. And there's no texture there. There's it's not no... sustainable. I also think even as you're talking though, I think sometimes some of confidence is also, some people are on the other side of this mm-hmm. and they're only talking about other people and they're only curious and they're too insecure to share things about themselves. Oh, true. So someone listening may actually have the opposite problem too. Mm. where they're asking questions and never wanting to share anything about themselves. Mm -hmm. Maybe their challenge is actually the opposite, is to um, embed yourself in conversations too. Share something about you. It doesn't have to be extremely vulnerable. It doesn't have to be extremely scary. But maybe too of I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to leave enough pause for them to ask me a question. Yes. For them to care about me. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, maybe I'm going to offer something about myself too. <laughs> you know? Like confidence too is sharing who you are. Mm-hmm. It's getting to know other people. It's not taking, not giving them your power of who you are. But it's also daring to share yourself with the world. That's and daring true. to put yourself in the positions where people know you. 
and where they get the chance to know you. Yes. Yeah, because yes. I think that's sometimes just as scary. Being known is actually scarier, mm-hmm. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. is to truly be yourself, mm-hmm. to really um, offer information. It's actually more protective to keep it talking about the person the whole time. Mm-hmm. If you keep it all about other people, no one will ever look. But what if you're being confidence is letting people look at you yeah, and letting them get to know you? Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. That's something that could be someone's takeaway. And I think um, confidence is about identity. Mm-hmm. But even like further beyond that, I think it's also kind of about liking yourself. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like really like controversial mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. But yeah. if you know yourself in and out and you hate yourself. Yeah. You're not going to show up very confident. I but if you right. develop this sort of like self-worth. Mm-hmm like you have, it's very mm-hmm. obvious, you can walk into a room and be like, oh, I'm going to serve. Mm-hmm. I kind of like myself. I want to share about myself mm-hmm. and I want to hear about you. It's yeah. a healthy balance. Yeah. But I feel like it's a problem f- for mainly girls, guys too. I'm not going to like undermine that. Mm-hmm. But girls have this huge problem. I used to have it too, where I was like, I can't be confident because I'm going to come off so arrogant. Like mm-hmm. I, I told Haven once, I was like, if I actually showed up as my full, most confident self, mm-hmm. like I tend to intimidate people now and I'm like holding back. Mm-hmm. If I show up fully and I'm like, I'm going to be intimidating and that's going to be so arrogant and conceited. Right. And then she's like, oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel like that's a problem that holds people back that are confident, who want to show up as confident, Mm -hmm. but they think it's conceited and arrogant. And I don't remember what my answer to that was, but if if you were to ask me that again today, I would say it's actually a disservice to yourself to not be your whole self. Mm -hmm. Like, again, like we met in church, our pastor, um, McManus, he says, um, elevate the room. Yeah elevate the room. I used to come in and I'd be like, who's the biggest person here? I don't want to disrespect them and be bigger than them. Mm -hmm. I thought it was honoring. Oh my gosh. To, you know, be submissive or whatever. Actually, it's not. God created me to be myself. Yeah. And it's kind of the difference between a thermometer and a thermostat. Mm -hmm. A thermometer is just gauging the room. It doesn't have any impact on the room. It's just telling you what the temperature is. A thermostat sets the tone. Be the thermostat in the room. Go in and change the room. That's mm-hmm. a great thing. Go in and intimidate, Angel. Go in and <laughs> I set will. the temperature. No, truly. Go in and be that. Because you know what? I think it's going to give someone um, like empowerment to do it too. Because yes. I guarantee there are other people in the room that want to do that too. That yeah. want to yeah. be more out there. More themselves. Yes. More loud. And yes. it just takes one. Yes. And then you can see it. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it's possible. And this is actually what you did say to me too. This is a conclusion. I just remembered it. Hit me. So... I was like, wait, when I'm around people who are really insecure and unconfident, it literally, like I sense it, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Mm. So I was like, if I'm holding back like this and being a little bit insecure about showing up as my full self, I'm making somebody uncomfortable, at least somebody. And I was like, if I show up and I be my most confident self, like when I'm around you, I feel more confident or like the ability to be confident Mm -hmm. because when you're around confident people, you just feel this permission to also 
elevate like they are Mm -hmm. and be confident. And I also have a Pastor Irwin quote. And he said, don't make yourself smaller for small-minded people. And that also helped me show up. Don't make yourself smaller for for small-minded people. So true. It's their problem. It's not your problem. Who would walk into a room, see a confident person, and be like, that's so conceited of them. Yeah. They should dumb it down. Yeah. That's their own problem. But then why do we do that? Why do we Ugh. think it's conceited? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, maybe someone can write in with an email of why they think that. Okay. Okay, we have questions. Will you read some of them off? Yes, I will. I find it interesting as you're finding the questions too is they were pretty divided. Some people um, were saying they weren't sure of themselves and some people were too scared to come off cocky. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting is like it's the um, polarity of how confidence can affect people too. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, what were they told growing mm-hmm. up? Yes. So how do I become confident but not intimidate people and come off cocky? Mm-hmm. That's like the number one question. So what is your summary answer? My summary answer is that true humility is being who you are. Nothing more and nothing less. Okay, great answer. Um, can body dysmorphia... Well, we're just skipping it. That's it. Wait, what? Do, we, do you think that answer is enough for someone? Say it again. I don't remember oh. exactly how I said it. <laughs> I'm like, girl, whatever you want to say. No, no. Like, do you think that's enough of a handle for someone? Or is it just like, oh, like drop a mic and like best of luck to you? Do I need to unpack that more? Okay, Wait, my, si- I, my I, sister I, off camera I, is saying it's good. <laughs> I also have something to say. Okay, say it. This is very helpful. Um... So I actually have this thing that I created with all of my life experience, which is not that much, but I'm going to say it's Wait, very valid. stop discounting yourself. <laughs> Just say it. Okay. So I have this thing that I use to help me gauge whether somebody has fake or genuine confidence. And it's just one question that you need to ask yourself. And you say, does this person's level of confidence match their level of humility? Because every time... It works for some reason because if they don't have like a match of humility, Mm -hmm. it's most likely just like flashy self-obsession. It looks really confident, Uh but over time you're like, they're just obsessed with themselves. (laughs) Never mind. Yeah, because humility is being like, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. I also know my flaws. Like I I have so many that show up. I'm like, well, those are there again. (laughs) Here they come. Here are my flaws. And this question is like a great way to allow yourself, like you give yourself permission to be confident Mm -hmm. and know that you're not being conceited because you say, is my level of confidence matching my level of humility right now? Mm -hmm. And if so, I'm allowed to be as confident as I want to because I'm just as humble and I know myself. And if those are always matching, you'll never like degenerate and recede into conceitedness or like Mm self-obsession because of that humility. I really like that. Okay. Next one that you were going to say that I cut you off on. Okay, so can body dysmorphia and confidence coexist? Mm-hmm. Can you have confidence and have major problems? Those are two different questions. Yes. Answer um, the first one. Answer the first one. Yeah, you can. You can. Say a part of myself is healing and uh-huh. how I view my body. Uh-huh. And a part of myself wants to be confident and knows who I am. Mm. I'd say it's just say different parts of yourself. You don't have to be fully either or is this part of myself that may be bigger right now is that I'm dealing with body dysmorphia and this part of myself that um, wants to be comfortable in who I am and my identity is smaller, but they're both there. I just want to grow this other one bigger and I hope this other one 
gets smaller. And then the second question, repeat it again. Can you have confidence and still have major problems? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's called being human. And um, hopefully, I hope you're working on whatever those problems are. But yeah, you're never, that conditional confidence is external, aka no problems and then I'll be confident. Mm -hmm. That's not real Yeah. at all. I can be confident and face adversity. Um, it Those are not correlated to me at all. Mic drop. This is on a pedestal. Otherwise, I'd drop it. <laughs> What's uh, the next one? How to have confidence and own a room without being the loud, obnoxious type. If your personality is loud and obnoxious, you should be loud and obnoxious. Okay. I, I really mean that. Like, have you ever seen theater kids? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd rather not. <laughs> I love theater kids. I think they're so fun. Okay, yeah, They're they so are. loud they're, and obnoxious. yeah. yeah. And that's them though. It's not, but it's not for everyone. Just realize you're not going to be for everyone. Exactly. If that is you, be you. And then just know it may not be palatable, mm -hmm. but you'll find your people mm -hmm. and they'll celebrate. Theater kids find theater kids. Yeah. Like it's just, and that's okay. Like maybe you conforming to be universally accepted is not even you being yourself. It's just being a chameleon. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. And obviously, okay, it's like we were talking before is if you feel like I need to be really loud to take up space and that's not you. This answer is not that. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying if you want to show up more, then show up more. Okay. Yeah. And I actually think if everybody in the room likes you all the time, you're probably just being a people pleaser. Yeah, check out that episode. <laughs> okay, so this is a really interesting question. She says, this is actually a longer email submission, but I cut it down okay. to the basics. So I'm very smart. I just don't speak with authority or sound sure of myself. Practically? Are you ending your sentences with an up inflection? Are you talking like this when you talk to people? That says I'm not confident. <laughs> that says I'm not sure of myself. A lot of girls do that. I think a lot, I've heard men do it. Like I, I do know that it can be a female trait, but mm -hmm. speak with the sentence ending the way you started. Mm -hmm. Try that practically if you feel like you don't speak with authority. Mm -hmm. Speak straight and try and unlearn if you're ending up. Um, also, don't think when someone's uh, talking to you, what's my next answer going to be? Mm -hmm. You know, how can I look awesome? Oh, Receive yeah. them. Receive yeah. them and then try and come up later. Because that also sometimes doesn't sound sure of yourself. If you're just not really hearing them and thinking, what can I even do as a transition? That's called like active listening sometimes has pauses after someone says something or asks questions. Mm -hmm. Because that means I fully received what you're saying. Now I'm going to think about what I'm going to say. But sometimes we can come across as um, not speaking with authority if you actually didn't even receive what they were saying. And then I would say to this submitter, who's someone you look up to? And what are characteristics that they embody? And what would it feel like to embody those two? Because if you look up to them, I think that means it's in you too. And you just don't feel like you can do it yet. But if you're drawn to it, that means you do have it somewhere. And maybe practice what would that feel like to try it. Maybe take that person out to coffee and say, hey, were you always this way? And if so, why? And if not, how did you get there? And what does that look like? So find someone in your life who does have authority and ask them, what do I do? That was awesome. I have another question for you. Okay, last one. Yes, last one. So... This is for the people who are just like uncomfortable 
in social settings mm. they could just be like socially anxious whatever it is like they have anxiety mm-hmm. how to uh, how do i walk into a room with confidence just i married one of those tips i married someone who's an introvert and shy everyone in my family is an introvert and again i don't think confidence and whether you are you know loud out there or correlated mm-hmm. i think be shy i really mean that mm-hmm. be quiet mm-hmm Speak when you want to speak. Speak who you want to speak to. You probably have more impact one-on-one with someone than someone who's talking to 100 people. So true. So if that's who you are, be who you are. Yes. You know, I I plan so many fun extracurricular things, and I always let Aaron opt out. He opts <laughs> out 9 out of 10. Oh. Majority of the time, he doesn't want to. Yes. And that is fine. Yes. He's being himself. Yes. And I need to let him be himself. And I'm going to go be myself. Oh, and I'm yeah. going to go do the things that I want to do. Yes. But I'm going to respect him mm-hmm. that he has a different experience of this world. Yes. And it's not mine. And that's also why we need um, every expression out there. We need the loud ones. We need the quiet ones. Everything comes together. There's importance in it. So don't devalue yourself because you don't want to be on stage or, you know, go talk to everyone at a party. That's fine. You'll find your people. And usually an extrovert is going to adopt an introvert. (laughs) (laughs) So just go find an extrovert and they can can help you out at a party. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... Overall, thank you, Angel. I really loved your take on things. This feels so much more natural to me to get to have a guest. And so I appreciate your time. Um, For anyone listening, if you have questions, especially about this, I think Angel would be a great resource for you. You can email to hello at havenpod.com if you have follow-up questions for her because she's had this practice in her life. Also, um, like, subscribe, review on YouTube. All the information is going to be in my bio on my Instagram. Haven the podcast. That's also where I do Q and A's. It's where you'll get kind of up to date information. So follow me there. Follow me on TikTok. Maybe Angel will reply back on a comment. Follow her on TikTok. That is a command. Yes, she (laughs) uh, helps me with that. She's very savvy. So maybe you'll hear from her that way. But I appreciate you listening. Thank you for being a part of this with us. And I hope your takeaway is you become more of yourself. So we'll see you on the next episode and thanks for your time.